Hi, Pat Moran from Healthier Money. I'm with uh, Mark from uh, what, Sterling Accounting, would you say? Sterling Accounting and Tax. Okay, and so uh, talking to Mark, one of the things that have been, uh, had the pleasure of developing a friendship here with Mark over the last year, and in particular, I know you've been very successful at the things that you've done, and, and I thought it was interesting talking about uh, with your accounting practice. I asked you a question like, what drives you nuts? Mm -hmm. And it was funny because you, you touched on something that was really prevalent to me. Why don't you talk a little bit more about that? You know, I see a lot of people who, when they want to start a business, they just form the business and they say, I'm, I'm, I'm in business. I say, great. And, but they don't come to me until the end of the year and they've been a sole proprietorship all year. So, because it's really easy to form because you sure. don't really have to do anything. They normally operate out of their same bank account sure. and running personal and business all together. Right. But then at the end of the year, when they see that they've made X amount of dollars, and then when we go to fill out the return, it shows, hey, I've got X amount of dollars in profit and you got to pay all this self-employment tax extra. Right. So there's really, it's, it's hard to plan with people like that. Uh, unless you, you know, get, get a right entity set up for them properly. You know, a lot of people are doing LLCs, taxing them as S-corporations, paying themselves reasonable salaries and not having to pay tax on the, right. the full amount of the, uh, the additional self-employment tax. So a couple things about that mm -hmm. too. When you go, isn't it true then by having that kind of entity, you're really adding another veil of protection? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and the attorneys will tell you, you know, there's, there's a liability protection as well as the tax savings. Okay. So the people say, hey, you know, some people like to do it for the tax savings only, and that's kind of what we focus sure. on. And then uh, the bonus is the liability protection. And then when you go down that path and it is the end of the year and you have, unfortunately, that conversation <laughs> where they've got that 15% uh -huh. self-employment tax, how many people have actually prepared to pay for that? Oh, none. Because <laughs> they, they have no idea. They weren't expecting that either. And that's right. the other surprise. And then they, they say, oh, my gosh, what, do you mean? How, what can I do to fix it? Can I go back in time? Right. And some people, some people had LLCs formed in the past and were able to do some stuff with late elections and different things like that if they operated through the proper way. But, you know, it's, it's, it gets a little tricky because, you know, you, you, you want to stay, if, if they get audited, you want to make sure they have all the right documentation and all the, everything to support all, everything they're putting on their tax return. Right. And I thought it was interesting that uh, you really hit on a nice hot button for myself about the, the Trump tax return and, mm -hmm. and the lower tax brackets and the things that were in with tax savings. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? You know, we go through a lot of uh, analysis with our clients. So when, when the return's done, we show them comparison. Here's last year, here's this year, look at the differences. And we show the tax rates. So I see a lot of people who, you know, in 2018, who earned $100,000, and in 2019, they might have earned 150000 but they paid less percentage sure. in tax. Sure. And, but they say, well, I paid more tax. And I said, you paid more tax because you made more money. Right. But it's a less bracket. They said, well, I don't, that's, that's not right. And so I get that, um, you know, people, it, it's, it's not a Trump tax, it's the tax law. Okay. So if you, whether you like them, don't like them, it doesn't matter. If you're paying less tax, you should like that, unless you want to pay, unless you'd like to volunteer to pay more tax. Right. <laughs> I think that the old, you have a legal responsibility to try to minimize your uh -huh. tax maybe as much as uh -huh. possible. Have you, have you seen people too take advantage of, you know, maybe they're sitting with a lot of money in their IRAs and things and they're letting them grow tax deferred and now there's that ability to, to really take some healthy distributions and, and in theory pay a low tax on it compared to where we've been. Right. I see that. I see people who are, when they retire and they have no other income and we're working with people say how much can they take to still stay under the threshold to still maintain a, the, the low tax rate when they pull the money out. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's a valuable planning tool. And one thing that we stress a lot that people just aren't taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. and, 
it's funny. I, I, I think you've been an accountant. You've been an accountant for many years. What would you say about where we are right now with tax brackets? Are we truly at a at a historical low? Is this I, a good time? I think this is the time for me. You know, I've done this 36 years. This is I, I don't remember it being as low as an as an effective rate than than now. I mean, we have you have so many different ways to reduce your tax, and if you do the proper planning, uh, you can set money aside for retirement easier than you can than you could have in the past, and there's more avenues to do so too. Sure. So I, I think this is like uh, one of the best situations we can be in in a very, very long time. Um, then the other thing I want to talk about is, is you've had great success uh, in just saving and plotting and investing your money and being smart with it. What would you say to those people that really kind of are behind the eight ball maybe mm-hmm. a little bit now, but also, you know, retirement's looming mm-hmm. and savings looming. What are some of the principles that you adhere to in your own personal situation that maybe people could benefit from? Well, you know, if all or nothing isn't so good because people want to say, oh, I'm going to wait till I have everything saved up right. and then do something. Right. So we tell them, you know, just start with something, just start doing it and then start increasing it and have a goal. You know, have your short-term goal of how much money you're going to put aside. I mean, some people are putting aside, you know, $50 a month, $100 a month. I said, that's great. So then they get to say, now look what you have. And they say, well, I could do another 200. Hey, I just got this race. So by the time you look at it, then they've got 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand built up after a couple of years. And they're right. like, well, this is pretty cool. So then as if you, so little by little and just keep increasing it and, and don't touch it. You know, just, just because you want to buy a car, don't go and just say, hey, I've saved 40 grand, I'm going to take the 40 grand out and go buy my, go buy my, new, uh, my new used BMW. Right. Well, I think yeah. it's interesting what you touched on. Um, there's a lot that we're taught that, you know, it's accumulation, accumulation, defer, defer, defer. And I think one of the things that you touched upon is having those buckets mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, maybe putting it all away for deferral isn't going to make as much sense. You know, at the first sign of trouble, you get sick or hurt. Mm-hmm. You're going to be facing all these taxes, potential penalties, and things, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know. So that bucket approach, I think, is is really important. Is there anything else, maybe, that you're telling your business clients as far as what they should be doing? Well, I'm telling. Well, I'm in the form of savings. You know, we're trying to have it to where they have enough working capital so they don't spend it all down to nothing, and then to allow for some of the downtime uh, to make sure all of their employees are employees versus contract labor. What what the proper thing is because they're really IRS is really hammering that these days okay. um, looking at setting up uh, proper uh, retirement plans to uh, and and other things to retain employees okay. uh, to some other uh, benefits sure. whether it's health insurance whether it's whatever most aren't most aren't doing health insurance small businesses because they can't like afford split it split dollar or any of that kind of stuff don't have very many people doing that right now okay um, should they be doing it sure do they understand it no okay I think that's the big issue mm-hmm. is uh, so you know, it's yeah. well, it's the fact that I think people are, you know, we've been taught this small little box and mm-hmm. now, you know, there's so many other things that we can be doing and split dollar with, you know, the, the ability to take, you know, maybe have a tax free retirement and, you know, have insurance and some of these other things. Uh, there's a lot of benefit to things like that. Have you ever done any of that with some of your clients or recommended that? We've recommended, we, you know, one of the things I, I tell clients and we, we know our limits because we are tax people. Sure. Uh, but we tell, you know, if, if there's so many things that can be coupled with insurance as an investment that right. makes sense rather than just saying, hey, I'm going to put money in a CD because right. I feel comfortable or I'm going to do, I'm going to buy this one stock. I'll open my, 
um, Fidelity account and open and buy one stock or, 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 right. or, or something. You know, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. Right. Uh, so I said, so so leveraging, looking at the investment pyramid. You know, I go back to the whole, you know, right. the basics and say, you know, what you, what do you want your um, portfolio to look like? You know, you have if you have ninety percent of it in in cash and you're right at the bottom with all with the low risk. I said, what do you expect your returns to be? Right. You know, so if you can spread that out a little bit, and I tell business owners, I said, you, you know, you're a business owner, you're you are not risk averse. I mean, you're as a business, as sure. an entrepreneur, you're taking risks. So no, you know, and depending how old they are is going to another you know big factor because right. the older they are, the less time they have to recoup. So if they can start off when they're younger, and they can start putting money aside. I mean, I started. I mean, I bought my disability insurance policy when I was 19. <laughs> Wow. You know, it's an own occupation policy wow. and I still have that and, oh, and so I so it. I tell I tell people I said, you know, one of the first things is make sure you have plenty of insurance. Right. I said, I hope you never use it, but you need it. When you need it, you're going to need it. And right. I've seen people that needed it and didn't have it. Well, and, you know, you're your most valuable asset. Mm -hmm. You're the best check you have mm -hmm. is you're going to make <laughs> income bring in. So that's right. I, I ran into another person, ironically, who bought his first disability policy at 20, and now he's 61, and he still has it, you know? Uh -huh. So uh, I, I see those from time to time, and I think it's so important, that ability to insure your income. Uh -huh. You've had great success with real estate, uh -huh. and uh, I know that's one of your passions. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you got started in that. What, what are some of the things that you really like to focus on when it comes to real estate investing? You know, we, we like things that make us feel good. And I'll, I'll qualify it by saying, you know, we, we are, one, of, one part of it, what we do is we invest in fourplexes and sixplexes in some of the low income areas for people who are um, either single families or single moms, uh, veterans, uh, homeless. These are, so, and then we work with these nonprofits that um, help fund uh, these places for them to live. So we get in, we buy the properties, we fix them up, and then they, it provides a nice place for them to be. And then we're collecting fair market rent from the nonprofits to help, you know, cover the cost and everything that we've we've had too. And how's we, the appreciation on those? Is it more so a, an income play <coughs> as opposed to appreciation, or they're it's both doing well? It's both because you know it depends the area you're buying in too. Okay. So some of these areas that, um, like downtown Phoenix, for example. They're being uh, revitalized and different areas, so it might might be 20 years before it you know really gets up there. But right now the the market is so strong, you know the rentals are good. So right now it's kind of a uh, an income play. Uh, you know we when we look at investments, you know on the real estate side, it, we were looking at how much money do we have to put down, and how much money can we make on that money, and and it doesn't have to be some you know big big number. But we were finding an average of between 20 to 28% was our, our wow. average annual return cash wow. on cash. That's awesome. So if we could if we could put less money down and with the with the financing rates really low right now, um, you know, and, and after debt service and everything still maintain that that ratio, we that was a, that was a good uh, good ploy for us. So we were able to so we you know use part of our portfolio in real estate as as that and and I consider that kind of moderate to almost a little risky. Is that more of your growth in part of your portfolio? Are you really in the market and things like that as well? I'm in the market too, because um, I, I'd say that's a little more risky than the than the real estate would be. Right. Um, so I, I mean, the real estate's more kind of a, a constant. Uh, you know, we know we have leases, we have long-term leases with a lot of the uh, commercial properties. Uh, but I got involved. I just I love going into a piece of property, looking at it, seeing what it can do. 
um, without getting attached to it because you don't want to you don't want to get sure. really emotional about it. It's a, it's a widget. Right. You know, and you say, okay, hey, here's this, and, and if the property looks decent, is is you know, solid enough, uh, then it's something we can, you know, we can we like to play with. Yeah, you were saying earlier about you know anything down here in Maricopa or Phoenix, you know, just with the population growth. It's booming. You know? It's booming, and you know we were, and and some things are just way out of price price yeah. Does range that right now. Does that concern you at all? No, not getting ahead of themselves. I mean, everything's going to correct at some point. But as long as you don't buy at the very, very, very top, you know, or way overpay for something that you know you can do, that that it, then you're better off. Sure. But we look at it as if we buy a piece of property and the rents are coming in, no matter if the property goes down in value or not, we're still collecting the same rents and we still have the same debt. Mm -hmm. So we're not really losing out if we because uh, we can keep holding on to it and still collecting the rent and having the income and have time to wait for it to come back up. Um, out of curiosity, are you owning each one of those in its own LLC? We do, and most of them have, um, we have a group of two or three of us that are like the stable okay. uh, core group of partners, and then we will take on one or two here and there, depending on what project we're doing, depending if it's a, a bigger dollar type of project, or if it's something, someone, re, a different person refers to us, we'll, we'll include them as well. I think it was a great point that real estate came later on down the road the fact that you know you really got your house in order with insurance and protecting yourselves a lot of times we see uh, business owners that are working you know really well on their business are working well in their business they're not working on their right, business right. and we don't see uh, the basics of insurance we don't see you know some of the the, the planning that they want to do and and every business owner unfortunately that i talk to most of them are like oh i'm going to build this thing up mm -hmm. and then i'm going to have this great exit mm -hmm. i'm going to ride off into the sunset and yet everyone i talk to never gets that great exit that's so true so. yeah and you're right that's exactly what happens so i think <laughs> yeah. that it's it's very important mm -hmm. like you said the most important bill is yourself and if you always wait till the end of the month there's nothing ever left over so the, the foundation if you build the foundation and you have all all everything your ducks in a row let's say then you start building on it and it's so much more stable and then you don't have to be running around. It's kind of like if you have a kid when you're 16 versus every kid when you're 30. Right, right. <laughs> you know, when you're 16, you're trying to find where's your next dollar coming from, right. you know, for income. And when you're 30, you've got yourself established. Right. Same, same principle. Yeah, I think uh, you and I had kids later on in life. That's so, right. Um, Late 30s for me. <laughs> <laughs> same with me. Yeah. So, <laughs> ironically. Um, but uh, anything else that, you know, as we come into this tax time right now, any tax advice you'd like to give to people? Um, you know, here we are uh, rolling in, into another tax, you know, season. What are some of the things that you're really impressing upon your clients and some of the things that, you know, you're, you're trying to do a better job of helping people get more organized? Well, you know, people who are selling properties or selling stocks and have lots of capital gain, uh, people are trying to decide whether they do a 1031 and try to okay. roll over the gain sure. versus not. And with the tax rate so low and knowing the potential that it could go high depending on the next election, um, you know, I'm telling people, you know, to really think about paying the tax now instead of waiting and deferring it and trying to pay a higher tax later. Right. So that's another thing. Again, it's personal preference. And, you know, we, we try to advise people of the options. You know, if you pay it now, here it's this. If you wait, it, you know, it, it, we don't know. So you can only judge and you can only do tax planning based on current law, That's not true. what ifs. Right. So, yeah, our rates could be 70%.
but well, it's not. Well, one of the things that you know you could do too is if you pay the tax now, you you could look to some of these tax-free alternatives moving forward, and then never even have to worry about the tax right. again. So. Right. And and people, uh, you know, if they balance it out, you can have after-tax money and before and pre-tax money. Sure. So you know, have investments both sides, not just one or the other, and and just kind of spread it out a little bit here and there, and and instead of trying to just funded everything all at once with you know, with big dollars. Right. Well, that's been our conversation with Mark. Um, if you want more information about Mark, you know, certainly uh, Mark at Sterling Accounting and Tax. Um, you're now in Phoenix. Or now, so. I'm, I'm now living in Phoenix, so. driving a lot back and forth, right. servicing the Sedona. V Valley and the Verde Valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because most people say, oh, Sedona, it's this beautiful place, but you know. It, you it know, is, it's a beautiful saying, place. It's a, it's a very beautiful place and it's, and it's great to be, you know, uh, in where, the, where there are conveniences in the city too. Sure, so. well, I got to tell you selfishly, it's a little bit of an easier drive for me to see you here <laughs> in Paradise Valley. So I really appreciate your time and more okay. importantly, right. continued success. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.